With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome everyone to episode four of VAR Bite Size. My name is Chris, and who am I with today? Hello, I'm Dan. No ant either. What what is going on between you two? I'm sure all the listeners want to know. You seem to be <laughs> can't both be in the same place at the same time, can we? That'd be absurd. No, apparently he's unavailable tonight, so we're. We're quickly doing um, the pop today. Um, this is a, obviously immediately after the England game against Scotland. Where would you like to start with this then, Dan? Well, starting lineups, I have to admit, I was a little bit worried from the offset. I saw the Scotland lineup and I thought Steve Clark got his tactics spot on. He had three centre backs, three in the middle of midfield, and he relied on the talents he had down either flank, but wing back. And I thought he got his tactics spot on there to play to his strengths. And I knew that England were going to have to break them down, which was never going to be easy. What do uh, you think on that? Yeah, totally agree, mate. Um, obviously, the Scots played, I think, a flat four at the back, didn't they, against the Czechs? And they put moves, got Matomini, um from midfield to defence, which they did a lot in the qualifiers and in the playoffs to good effect. And tonight worked perfectly for them. Obviously, the inclusion back of Tierney for them gave them a little bit more cover defensively and attacking as well, where they did a few overlaps. Yeah. And I think they, they did very well against um, really quite, how do you put it, lacklustre England, England attack, to be honest, tonight. Very processional, you know, the pass, the, there's no sort of quick one-twos, you know, the, what we were seeing at the beginning of the Croatia game, the first 10 minutes, the, there was no real tempo with it 
and any tempo we did see was just very slow and pedestrian and it was almost like you know we, we will break these down at some point but we can you know we'll we'll bide our time and at the end the time just ran out I thought yeah, yeah. I think um, they started off, they tried to play the way that they did against Croatia at the start. And then uh, Scotland trapped the runs so much better than Croatia did. They had a lot more tenacity in the middle of the park. And they did their best not to let England play. And then England, that was it. There's plan A didn't work. There's no plan B. They ran yeah. out of ideas very early on, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I would like to just compare, if that's all right with you, def- defensive mid. Me and you have vocally spoken about Declan Rice. Well, they, Scotland's equivalent was Billy Gilmore, wasn't it, today? I thought he was outstanding. He, he was getting the ball the while, playing easy balls. Reminded me quite a lot of Kante, to be honest. For 20 years old, I think he's got a fantastic future if he stays fit and learns. He's obviously at Chelsea, so he's going to learn from Kante. But the comparisons of the two players, it's a different level, wasn't it, tonight? And, the, you know, the, the guy, the guy's 20 years old, he, he outshone... Rice didn't he tonight? Well, that, that wasn't hard. That's not saying much, is it? I mean, no, I, mean, I, I didn't even think actually it was reminded just before half time that it was playing. It was ridiculous. I know. I, I was just very, very disappointed, mate. I mean, it's just with everything. I mean, Kane, I don't think had more than three, three pass, three touches on the ball, did he? And it's just, just a bit of a mess to be honest tonight. I, I think maybe um, the Croatia game might have been a bit of a smoke screen. And this might be the wake-up call that they need. They're not quite through yet, and <laughs> it's, it's still a bit of work to do, isn't there? Oh, there's definitely work to do. If, if you want to win the tournament, which you know, England, if England are in a tournament, they're there to win it. If they want to win the tournament, they've got to up the game from that. Yeah. I personally thought that tactically it wasn't working in the first half, and Southgate should have changed it round at half time. I think we could yeah. have had. A, 4-4-2 formation and attack them down the flanks. We could have got the overloads. That would have been uh, a real problem for Steve Clark. But uh, like I said, there was no plan B. We just carried on and nothing changed. Uh, 100%. and and Rice at close quarters. It's headed against the post. England very nearly strike first. Well, he's hung, hasn't he, like a kite there. Really good attempt. I wondered if he was going to steer that in. He just couldn't get the angle on it he wanted. Do you want to just quickly go through the starters and just quickly give them a a quick guide to how they got on? Yeah. Yeah, I thought Jordan Pitford had a good game in goal. Yeah, he was very solid, wasn't he? He obviously saved that shot from O'Donnell. Yeah, got a great hand to that. He um, saved his yeah. And I thought it was very dominant in the air at crosses as well. He had a, he had a yeah. very authoritative game in the penalty box, generally speaking. Yeah. OK, left back, Luke Shaw. I mean, he got clattered after about two seconds to start. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like the quickest ever appearance on the Euros. I didn't think he was going to get up after that. But to be honest, didn't really see much of him. Not, not the Luke Shaw that we know at Man United, I thought, tonight. No, but he did get, maybe. It, was, it was a tough one for him. So he, he did get forward, he did get to the edge of the box and he was trying to link up with players. It it just wasn't his night really. But um, I, I, if I'm honest, I would have preferred to see Chilwell in that role. I think he's yeah. a little bit more direct down the flank and he wants to hit the byline and get the cross in a little bit more. Nice to take on a player as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah, a little I, bit more I, attacking. I, I did feel that, uh, especially first half, that was probably an area that Scotland were quite weak on. 
Once more, it's Scotland progressing with a clip into the back for O'Donnell. Oh, great save, Pickford. Lovely attempt that too from Stephen O'Donnell. What an effort from Stephen O'Donnell. And that is a tremendous save from Jordan Pickford. Right back, Reese James. Yeah, similar, really. He, um, he wasn't in the game much, especially in the right areas. I thought he did link up with Foden a little bit at times in the first half, but they just didn't have much influence on the game at all. Really. Yeah, that shot second half, didn't they? Where he was Yeah, into one of our better efforts. I thought I thought we had a little bit better balance in the team with him in there instead of Walker from the previous game. Uh, I'll probably stick with Reese James at right back for the next game, if I'm honest. Defensive two of Stones and Mings. I mean, Stones obviously hit the post early on <laughs> in the match, which could have obviously changed the whole complexion of the game. I thought it was a pretty easy attempt, really. Should have got probably got that in, but again, it was quite unlucky. I think he's probably expecting someone to run with him, <laughs> but he didn't probably <laughs> expect to have so much time. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think he got there a bit too early, didn't he? He just sort of panicked and jumped, and then he had to try and hang there, wait for the ball to arrive. Just didn't quite time it all right and hit the post when he should have scored, really. I think uh, Tyrone Mings had a decent game. He was solid, wasn't he? Yeah, he had a tough job. Yeah, he really led the defence, actually. He was uh, my most authoritative figure at the back there. Uh, made yeah. a lot of good tackles, interceptions, uh, key headers, actually, in yeah. certain yeah. moments. Yeah, they can't fault him tonight. He had a good game. I think because of the the way that Scotland were, they were very direct. And I think like the, the commentator said it probably played more to his strengths, the area of tussles, just a bit of the rough, the rough side of, of defending. I think he probably quite enjoyed that rather than having a small, pacey, technical striker against him. Definitely. Yeah. You're right. Kane is wide again. Picked out James nicely, though. And James shot. And at least there was an effort on goal at the end of a, a spell of keep ball. Defensive mid, obviously, if you want to mention a bit more on Declan Rice, or do you... Not really. I'll just get frustrated. Mr. <laughs> Invisible. Yeah. The only time I actually saw him on the pitch was uh, that funny uh, goal mouse scramble. That yeah, where, he, where he laid it off to a defender. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That was his biggest input on the game. I know, it did make me laugh. And then with him was Calvin Phillips. I, th- I thought he had a bit of a strange game. First 10 minutes, he's making surging runs like he was in the first game against Croatia. You know, really surging up into the area, giving the players different options. But then he just sort of went very quiet. And I know he, yeah. he he fouled a bit as well, but he just did sort of like drifted out of the game a bit. I don't know what you thought of that. Uh, I thought his work off the ball was good defensively. He he put himself about, and he was a very physical presence in there again. He, and he stopped uh, Scotland from playing quite a lot. So I thought I thought that aspect of his game was very good, and he did have a, a big influence on the game again. But yeah, it's just uh, in. When we were in possession, he didn't quite have the same level. No, making the, the drive. The I thought yeah, I, yeah. this is the problem. Hendo, at full strength, he would have driven a bit more with the ball, been a lot more direct. And I, I get with Phillips that he isn't totally that player. 
But it just made it just confused me a little bit because at the beginning of the match he was very aggressive with the ball, driving a bit with the ball, and then he just sort of just beat it off. I don't know whether that was just tactics by Southgate. He probably didn't want him to do that to leave leave you know um, the counter attack open for Scotland. But, but yeah, so I thought it was a bit strange. One mm-hmm. person who did miss out on with the previous pod, the England Croatia pod. Apologise, was Mason Mount. <laughs> yeah. How is his game? Do you think in the against Scotland? Uh, I thought his first half actually was really good. I thought he was one of our uh, best threats going forward, and um, he got turned loose a couple of times and got some shots off. Uh, he's definitely a live wire around the box. Mm. I think he's done okay. I yeah. Don't see any he reason definitely to... had a good battle with Gilmore, didn't he? In the in the midfield first yeah. half, anyway. Those two were. Uh, at it like uh, a <laughs> can dog, weren't they, a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, the thing is with, with Mount is it's similar to, obviously, that style of player. They're drifting out games quite a lot, don't they? I think he just needs to find his position. I think he's best in the middle, getting the ball maybe a bit deeper, quick one-twos, try and spread the play a bit. Just couldn't do it, though, could they, tonight? And um, I think no. it's going to be a similar type thing against Czech Republic think as well I think they'll probably plan the same sort of formation so it might be a bit of a head scratcher for Gareth from what he wants to do maybe over to Hanley Dykes off the line what a save that is by Reese James brilliant absolutely brilliant there what do you think of um, Sterling's performance tonight I honestly thought the effort was there tonight. Just didn't go right. He, he first half he made some good runs. I thought second half it just dwindled away. He got very frustrated. I thought. I think a bit maybe with his own performance, and I think just lack of lack of movement around him. You know, Man City. You've got he's got people moving around all the while, and tonight it was very sort of yeah. like we saw with a lot of the players. It just seemed very statuesque. And, you know, when when he's got the ball, he likes people, like all of us, like, you know, moving about. And it just wasn't working tonight. And lucky not to probably get a penalty as well. I, I thought. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that definitely deserved a VAR look at the very least. Yeah. I mean, they quickly obviously played away. And I, I, I get that to an extent, but he did sort of take his foot, didn't he? He tripped him. So... Didn't get very close to the ball, did he, Robertson? No. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what was your opinion on Sterling, if I could ask, sorry? Um, I, I thought he, uh, he didn't have his best game tonight. His touch deserved him at times. Yeah. And then when he did get on the ball, he seemed to get isolated quite quickly. Yeah. It wasn't, there wasn't enough in the way of overlapping runs and other options for him, like you say. Uh, and Kane in the middle um, didn't seem to be as a target man all the time as well. So I think um, Sterling had a tough night tonight. Well, I mean, what, just moving on to the other wing, what do you think to Foden tonight? He tried his heart out, didn't he? But it just didn't yeah, work out tonight. It was, it was dangerous again in the first half, yeah. especially. Uh, I was surprised when he got taken off. I think a few yeah. boos in the crowd as well. And to be fair, he was getting the ball everywhere, wasn't he? He was trying to get it from deep all the way from all, from left uh, wing back position. At one point, I saw him trying to pick it up from Luke Shaw, you know. Yeah, the effort's yeah. there. I just think he's obviously youthful exuberance at the moment, maybe. And it's just a game, again, that will he'll bank on for future, I think. He's going to have a fantastic future no matter what. 
Robertson and Tierney sort of double teamed him quite well. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Again, they made it difficult for him. But I still thought that up to that point in the game, he probably had our most successful dribbles and beaten players. So uh, I thought it was dangerous. I was a little bit surprised when he came off. Yeah, I thought that. But again, I thought Gareth, again, played it quite safe with that, where he took Foden off, straight swap. But that wasn't the problem. My, My personal opinion was if he had someone to drive the ball from centre mid... Yeah, create the fouls with McGinn, especially. You know, he was already on a yellow. Get the ball from there, and then it could be pushed out to the flanks where we're at our best, and then the ball could have been whipped in, and then Kane could have been on the end or whoever. But he just played it too safe again. I mean, moving on to Harry Kane, I mean, what's your opinion of his game tonight? Uh, not good, not good, if I'm honest. Um, you look tired. Um. I, I I know what you mean. It it didn't look like it was up to the pace of the game. But I don't know if that's just. I mean, there was a bit in the second half. If you remember, he picked up the ball, and Young Gilmore was just on him, and he yeah, got the yeah. free kick for it. But I thought that was just. He, Gilmore just took the ball off him. I thought, and he just looked jaded. You know, a bit like um, Leganowski for Poland. You know, like obviously he came off an injury. But yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it's a bit of this whole talk about what's going to go on with his future. Maybe that's affecting him slightly. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, that particular incident, he got the ball in his own half and he carried it 30 yards down the pitch. But that's not Harry Kane's game. No, He's not a ball carrier. Not at all. The whole the whole problem is that England needed to play the play their whole game another 30 yards up the pitch. Because he's yeah. a box player. He's a box striker. And we didn't play much around the Scotland box. So no. there wasn't, we were asking him to do stuff that was a little bit different and we didn't see his best qualities tonight. So, again, I, I think it's down to the tactics of the team as a whole, why we didn't see the rest of Harry Kane. Yeah, don't know what you think about that. No, I, I do. I mean, I've always been an advocate of sometimes you do feel that Kane almost stops England from playing just because of the way the way he plays which is, I know, is a controversial thing to say. I mm. do look, I, I'm a massive fan of Harry Kane, and this year he's proved as well that he can assist goals. But when you're asking him to, like you say, get the ball from almost centre centre mid, <laughs> he's not got the pace to take on two people. It, no. You want him in the box, don't you? That's not his role. Yeah. And there has to be a lot of tactical assessment I think made by the players and coaching staff and the manager over this because yeah, yeah. if Scott you've got to be a bit honest if Scotland can do it then it doesn't look good about progressing far into the tournament does it no not at this stage not at this stage no I think we need to look at our tactics um we didn't have players running off Kane's shoulders we didn't have I didn't think like the wide players were trying to get in behind enough in the second half in particular. We didn't yeah. have full backs overlapping and causing those issues as well. Um, it was all a bit negative and a bit defensive mm. and a bit too calm, the lack of urgency. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you there. Um, I'd have loved to have seen a bit more, you know, Reese James dashing down the wing. Yeah. Same yeah. with Luke Shaw. You know, this is what they do for the clubs. What, you know, you're against Scotland at the end of the day. 
we can you've got the cover of two defensive midfield or two mid centre midfielders, whatever you want to call them, there anyway. So you've got that license to just go for it a little bit. And again, I get that four points out of six isn't too bad, but it's yeah, the yeah. manner of it, isn't it? It's the manner yeah, of the yeah. performance. No, I totally, I totally get that. I, before the game, I said a point's not a bad result for England, and it's almost like we were trying to protect that rather than yeah. actually going for the win. Exactly. I just hope that when when you get to the knockout phase, we can't put in another performance like that. We've got to go for it. I hope it'll be a lot more positivity. I mean, England are the home team. It was almost like we were playing a Hamden tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to pop my pop my hat off to um, to Scotland as well. They had a, they had a very good game. Like you said at the beginning of the pod, Clark got it absolutely correct on every aspect. The only problem with Scotland is that we've me and mentioned it on our other pod is they had chances and they didn't take them. Yeah, unfortunately, that's going to be a bit of an issue for them every game they play. Yeah, the, um, the effort you can't put them right at the top of the league, but unfortunately, yeah. it's all about chances, isn't it? In this game. Especially at this level, if you don't take your chances, you're not going to progress. That's my concern with them. I mean, they've they had about three really good chances. I mean, Shea Adams, second half. Yeah. If he just calmed it, like Annie McCoy said on the commentary, <laughs> even yesterday he could have had that that extra touch just to do it. He had a fantastic game. Yeah, there's a rush of blood to the head at times, wasn't there? It's a, I, a I feel that. Game. And they, they have quality balls put in as well. I mean, Tierney, yeah, they did. They did. I was impressed. Yeah, mm, they, um, they're going to have a chance against Croatia. Um, Definitely. If they oh. win that match, they're probably going to progress. So, uh, if um, if they put in another performance like they did tonight, they're going to be in with a shout, no doubt. Yeah. But my funniest part, I must admit, was Jack Grealish passing to an English player warming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end of the game. Oh, what a great pass that was! And it was like, oh, he's he's warming up and stretching out. I thought yeah, that was great. Like what that. do you think? What do you think to Grealish's um, performance? I mean, he didn't really, unfortunately, get much, did he? Yeah, he, he didn't turn the game. Um, I think he got a couple of players booked. He got fouled quite a few times, but all that adds up from the start. It it doesn't really make a difference 30 minutes in. Yeah. I did think he did well getting the ball to the area and then being threatened yeah. to dribble into the area. I thought we looked more dangerous after he got on. Yeah. I, I'd start with him in centre mid alongside Calvin Phillips. I think so. I think, I think um, it'd be a good idea. I just have a feeling I, Gareth Southgate loves Declan Rice for some reasons that I can't see and it's not going to happen, unfortunately. I, I obviously I know I'm not a, a, a footballing. Uh, you know, I'm a fan. I'm not ever been a player at that level. But yeah, hearing all the professionals raving about him, I'm not, I, I, I tried my best tonight to like look at what he actually does in the in the game, and I couldn't really see. No. And I'm not being rude to him. I, you know, it's I I just found found it quite frustrating to see him on the you know, sort of on the pitch. And I know <laughs> he's just sort of sitting there, you know, covering the defence, which is fine. But when it's nil-nil and you just need someone to just push forward, you know, yeah. get the ball and drive. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And he, he didn't have a 
very good game tonight. And I think a lot of that work he does positionally, Calvin Phillips can do. Yeah. He can play a little bit deeper and then just let Grealish go forward and release Yeah, him. exactly. I mean, um, he does that for, for Leeds, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Calvin Phillips, uh, week in, week out. That's probably what, what affected his performance a bit tonight with a more of a stubborn midfield, which, I mean, McGinn, Gilmore and uh, Callum McGregor, I think it was, worked absolutely tirelessly. And then obviously they brought in Stuart Armstrong and they just crowded them out to give them any of that room in midfield to do anything, which is pop my hat off again to them mm. for that. But, yeah. but Calvin Phillips isn't the guy to drive the ball from centre mid to the attacking third. That is something that would be perfect for Grealish yeah. to take hold of. Or if you've got him playing Jordan Henderson, and obviously there's there's issues with his fitness because I would have played him tonight if he was fully fit. Yeah, it looks that way. You, you can't rule him out from playing, but we need to do something a little bit different in that midfield, I think. Declan Rice had a look before feeding James. James into the middle. Sterling tries to get in. Where is the ball? Marshall can't get it. Scotland can't get it away. And finally they do. Playground football at the end. And one, what was your opinion on um, Rashford then? He was playing up top, wasn't he, when he came on? Well, they had three centre-backs and we had one striker. And that was difficult enough for Kane. It was going to be nearly impossible for Rashford. They must have been trying to look at getting runs in behind and trying to stretch them, get that kind of movement. But we were struggling to um, even get the ball that high up the pitch until right yeah. at the very end of the game. Yeah, uh, I can see what he was thinking with the substitution, but I think it was a bit too little, too late. What's your final analysis of the whole performance then? You know, if we were to gauge it on a sort of one to five basis, one being poor, five being really good, where would you put that? Three. It was. It was. I mean, I'm, I'm, when I say three, I'm. I'm I was thinking of Uminari in between two and a three. If I'm yeah. Right. But I'll give it a three because we got the job done in terms of we've put ourselves in a position to advance and it was important not to lose the game. I think the defence has done reasonably well, which is encouraging because that was our weakest area going into the tournament, yeah. I think. Uh, I think we'll take some learnings from the game. I think Scotland set up very difficult to beat. Not every team's going to set up like that against England in the later stages of the tournament. There were some good performances in there. But yeah, we didn't do enough overall. So a very generous three. I thought you'd be very generous, to be honest there, mate. Oh, I was thinking more of a 2.5. Yeah. Um, I just thought it's bang average. Sort of how we've seen England play, you know, on and off over the past two, three years. Just the pace was so slow and lethargic from defence to attack. You see the really good teams are just you know, quickly speed it up, don't they? The passing from defence to mid to, to attack. Just bang, yeah. bang, bang. And and we just didn't seem to, to do that. But when, but when they did do it a few times, it sort of was almost working and they just got a bit unlucky, got a bit frustrated as well. I mean, it's a learning curve, isn't it? I know that the Scotland game is a different game to any other, you know, it's a derby game, isn't it? The oldest game in the world. They brought a lot of fans. We had a lot of fans there. But I think a nil-nil, not many people would have predicted. I think a lot of people would have said a one or a two-nil to England. 
So anyway, just a quick remark while we're here, just a quick preview for the Czech Republic game. How do you reckon then, I guess, they'll, they, do you think Gareth's going to tinker a little bit with the team? Or is he going to stick with what he's got, but look at things a little bit more tactically better? Um, I hope he looks at his tactics and freshens them up against a team that's probably going to be quite defensive-minded. And I think we should be looking to try and break them down because that's something we need to do long-term in the tournament. We need to figure out how we can break teams down. Also, I think you might want to freshen the team up. I, I think it's an opportunity to rest some legs, get some people on the pitch that haven't played as much. should be a bit fresher. I could see it being quite a different lineup, if I'm honest. And I hope it yeah. brings a different level of performance from tonight. Oh, it's, yeah, anything better than tonight, really. I mean, I know Croatia wasn't particularly fantastic either, but they got the win. And this one, it was the one that I think if you swap the results around, I think a lot of people would have been more happy with that. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Like we say, it is what it is. So just hope for a bit more attacking now from them to come out a bit more positively little bit more faster tempo we'll probably do. Just go from there. Yeah. Before we leave then, anyone else's thoughts? If they want to put their thoughts onto an email, that'd be great. Our email address is var2020 at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is var1. So you can obviously send us a message or just a tweet. And also on Facebook, we are on var at the bar. So, um, anything more to add there, Dan, or are, you, are we about all done? I think we're done, and look forward to seeing you next time. Yeah, same to you, mate. The next one should be a, a roundup of the round of two matches. So, I'll be seeing your face probably in the next day or so. <laughs> hopefully, all three of us as well. Yeah, hopefully, all three nice, of us wouldn't win it? that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't want me to go into an- analytical stuff too much. You know, get my give myself a headache. <laughs> But anyway, um, so that's me, Chris, saying bye to you all. And who am I with again? And from Dan, it's goodbye from now. See you later then, guys. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.